Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Pink Tron. Um, we're going to cut straight to it and ask, Craig Martin, what are you drinking tonight? So I am drinking a Kingsville Canadian beer, Woodrunner, barrel-aged stout. And uh, I, I like the subtext on this one, for Silky Eron. So anyway, that's... Very good. Um, and how about you, Brent? I have a Copper Moon Malbec, which I thought was a domestic Malbec, but I was looking at the box. It says it's a blend of domestic and international grapes, so who knows what that means. <laughs> Do you have any idea where it comes from? The winery is in Kelowna, so like that's close to where I live in Canada, but okay, well, relatively, relatively speaking, anyway. I don't think I've ever heard of a um, Canadian Malbec before. Hmm. Um, I have a bottle of Castellore Chianti, um, which is actually really very nice. Um, it, it may have come from the uh, the six pound selection Aldi rather than the four pound fifty, um, which is obviously a massive treat. <laughs> it, the extra one pound fifty makes all the difference. Um, but uh, Brent, a, a slight change from water this week. Yeah, well, I uh, despite being a forty-two year old man, I I can still succumb to peer pressure. So you know, <laughs> actual wine. So we're, we're both corrupting you. Apologies. Um, so um, this week it's going to be the fourth round of Swift Racing League. It is the fourth round. Um, and in the A's and B's there will be um, two laps of Caspat. Um, the C's and D's also doing Caspat, but they do a lap and a half and they finish on the aqueduct on the second lap. Um, Craig, I really like this route. I think it's a really good points race. Um, so do I. I. I'm actually a little surprised they didn't go with um, with Petit Boucle. If you're going to do two laps, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I, I think I was also a little bit surprised that <laughs> that they're using in very, very, very large inverted commas a summit finish at the top of the um, Aqueduct KOM, which is got to be well what a whole 30 meters um yeah I, I i think if they were going to use a summit finish and let's be fair they've they basically used a strength finish um i would have used the petty comp every single time and, and um i i think there's there's no benefit to the summit finish, like to making it shorter and doing a summit finish at petty comp so if they are trying to doing the that climb only once for for the D's especially, is going to uh, like it, that's going to knock some time off, and I, I think the sequence of the second time through Pave for points, and then the Aqueduct for the win. I, I think that's going to be an interesting finish. Mm. Um, I, I just think if they're looking for a sprint finish, why don't, why don't you just finish at the end of Pave? Yeah, because this one's a a climb than a sprint. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, A's and B's, two laps. That is not a short race on a Tuesday evening or very, very early morning for Craig um, around about lunchtime for Brent. Yeah, two two wait, trips up to Com on a 46.6K thing. We're going to be... Hour ten maybe for the bees. 
you and I, Brent, actually, we, we, we both did this in one of the Stampede races, and I think we're around about an hour 15 to that. So if you take into account draft, then, yeah, I, I guess an hour 10 to the base. Maybe a little faster. I mean, it depends on the group you're in and how much people want to push on the flat. Yeah, but. true. Um, and... I, I think my my experience of racing in Division B one has been I've I've got no hope in hell of them holding the front group, um, but it, it, it's definitely a course of challenges. Um, so we, I'm going off the top of my head, I may be wrong on this one. Um, so it is first across the line for Marina, Pave, Aqueduct, and Petticom. Uh, but I think it's only first, uh, first, sorry, fastest through segment for Marina and Petticom. You got it. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I, I'm very surprised that there isn't a fastest through segment on Parve, and 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 for that matter, Aqueduct. Um, I I don't understand why they've done it this way. Um, I. I don't know if either of you have any insight into it, but I don't understand why for every other race it's first cross line and fast, fastest free segment. I, I I don't understand why they haven't done it. On this so they have done this before, James. Um, if you remember, the first race of ZRL2 is, comes to mind off the top of my head, where only some of, like there were, there were some segments that didn't count at all. There were some segments that were that were only uh, first across the line. So, yeah, no, this has been done before. I wonder, uh, is there not a limit to how many sort of preems they can calculate? Because that's 10 preems. Um, firstly, they don't use those with power to cal calculate the preems. And secondly... There are actually only four. Um, if, if you were to set this up in um, Zwift Power, you would basically use the four different frames, um, but as lap one and lap two. Mm. Um, although, you know, actually, to be fair, um, it'd have to be eight because there are different rules on each. Um, but I think eight is the max as well. Um, but you then have one for the finish line as well. But my understanding is that WTRL get all of their race data from a direct feed into Zwift. Um, so if they were if they, they were solely using Zwift power um, with, with the maximum number of frames as um, eight, um, they wouldn't be able to do all of them. But they've constantly reassured me they don't use Zwift power for their races. So I, I don't. No, no. I just don't think I understand the logic, to be honest. Um, it, so, James, I would guess that they have some limitation in whatever system they built as well. Hmm. I mean, it, it's probably not a hard limitation that they could get around, but I, I'm guessing that it's it, it's due to the same sort of thing. Yeah, could well be. Um, either way, interesting. Um, so we've got the first sprint within. 800 meters of the uh, the start, um, which is always lovely. So we're basically going to be going full tilt for 500 meters, maybe a 100 meter respite, and then sprinting. Yeah, well, I mean, we've we've done that start in HSRL many times. 
it's loads of fun. We have, and it's <laughs> it, it's loads of fun, stroke brutal, all at the same time. <laughs> um, after that, we've we've got quite a bit of a breather. Um, assume uh, when we did this in HSRL, there was definitely a breather. Um, pace definitely slowed up an awful lot after the first sprint until we get to Parve. Um, now. Craig, you're in B2, which probably should be B1. Um, Brent and I are both in B1. Um, they like to kick us an awful lot. So I don't actually know how much it's going to slow up between um, Marina and Parve. Um, and Parve being the harder of the two sprints, I'm going to go with 350 metres, even though I haven't actually looked. Um, it, it's around that. I think it might be a little longer. Hmm. It, it's definitely a tough one, and then you've got the aqueducts. I think 1.8 kilometres afterwards, um, and before the aqueduct, mm -hmm. you've got a series of five percent rollers as well, which can really, really thin out the group. And it's going to be tough. Um, I, I, I think the the Parve aqueduct section is actually harder than Petticom itself. I would disagree. Hmm. I love that section. <laughs> You would. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, Craig, Craig is all about the punch. Well, and you punch and then punch again. I really probably should start doing that in spots that aren't primes. But, yeah, that's... Good idea, James. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's... um th That... Uh, Pave to Aqueduct section, James. I think I think we'll see the slowdown after Marina, even in B1, because just like even in our friend group last time, like I looked at the paces and stuff, and it did come down once we had got through the first climb. Like the challenge on the B1 this past week in McCurry, right, was like we hit the sprint and then everybody put on the attack to shake guys on the climb, but the second and third lap wasn't like that. So I think I think they'll drop the pace a bit after Marina, but then from Pave through to the top aqueduct will be full gas. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, then we've probably got about, I'm going to say about three kilometres um, up to the start of Petticom. Um, top end, very top end of B, probably six minutes. Um, and C is probably looking at 7.30 um, and D is a little bit slower than that. So um, it's definitely a sort of volcano-type climb. Um, it, it's not up all the way. There are a couple of flat bits, um, and the steepest bits are towards the end. Um, but we've got a nice long descent down towards the the, uh, the finish line where we'll sprint again in the second lap. So, um, oh god, this 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 is a this is a long midweek race route, um, and it's definitely going to be tough. But I think it'll also be a load of fun. I think it should be good for, like, race within a race, race within your group type stuff. I think mm -hmm. it'll break up at Aqueduct, but there will be chances to, like, chase down groups and break, you know, all that stuff all over the race course. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I think I will be able to stay through Aqueduct. Um, I definitely have the potential of being shaken on the first time up uh, Petticomb. Yeah, um, wh whereas 
I'm I'm the opposite. I, I I think he'll get dropped on the aqueduct and maybe make up a bit of time on Petticom um, and maybe catch a few stragglers and form a group there. Um, but it, it, it's just James. You know what? It, if that if that's the case, go early on aqueduct. Go early on Aqueduct. Don't like. Don't go super as hard. Like don't go as hard as I do when I'm going for fastest time. Mm. But go early. Yeah, I, I, I think um, because I was DSing last week, so I didn't race that one. The week before, um, I, I basically tried to go too easy early on to set myself up for a sprint, and, and I think what the first two points races in B1 have shown me is that. I'm not going to be remotely competitive in a sprint. Um, my sprint is okay. It's it's definitely not amazing. Um, yeah. But to actually put myself in a position where I'm able to stay with the group rather than worrying about whether or not I sprint. Um, so I'll I'll, pu- I'll push through Marina. Um, I'm guessing probably probably 500 watts or so. I'm definitely not going to be looking to go more than that. Um, then long recovery into Parve and then probably try and do the same thing. Um, and like you say, Craig, uh, maybe go a bit early on Aqueduct and then try and recover for the Petticom, uh, which would be my, my strength. Um, and then downhill, start finish line, do it all over again. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I think it's an interesting it's an interesting course in that it there's there's some different things and uh, yeah I, I, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I I put this and Toro Trail well down as the two most exciting routes of the um, season four or season one twenty twenty one stroke twenty twenty two depending on which way you'd like to see it. A horrible wordy designation <laughs> yeah let's just call it season four much easier um so um that is caspat times two or times 1.5 if you're in c or d um and that brings us on to the herd winter racing league um we've already had race one um brent and i both did that this evening um it is the whole lot of lava routes in watopia um which is basically um watopia start pens on the marina um round two thirds volcano circuit, up the volcano com, down volcano com, and then you do the final third of the um volcano circuit. Um race distance is oh gonna make me add up lead in. Um seventeen point four. Seventeen point four with around about hundred and eighty meters of climbing. Um so pinch points. Um, you have the climb into the volcano circuits from the eastern side of the volcano before the volcano climb and also at the end of the race and that will stretch things out. Brent, what, what was your um, overall perception of the race this evening? Yeah, pretty much fit in. Um, it was pretty tame until the volcano and then away the speed went from there. There was a little uh, push up that ramp, um, and we did make a little break, but it didn't really stick away. So, you know, if you can, it's all your preference if you're kind of a sit-at-the-back sort of folks and want to catch up, or like me, and you live in fear of breakaways mm-hmm. and always sit at the front. Yeah, so I, mean, I think on ours, um, 
the pace at the start was lower than I expected. Um, so you come out of the um, um, marina pan, turn left, you got a 3% incline before you head over the bridge, um, and it all stuck together fairly nicely throughout that. Um, and th there was, like you say, a bit of a split um, with the first ramp into the volcano, um, but it was essentially um, a fairly tame start. Um, and then everyone just gave everything on, on the volcano climb and then went down and the same thing happened when we kicked into the volcano again so it, it, it's it's a pretty straightforward route um fastish start back into tempo maybe slightly over and then probably vo2 up most of the volcano yeah i was 360 on volcano so it's about right yeah, I was 305 with an FTP of around 270. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Craig, you haven't done this yet. When are you um, hoping to give it a go? So, my only option is 8 p.m. tomorrow. I'm working tomorrow. So, um, yeah, no, that, and Sunday. So, yeah, if I get if I get it done, it'll be uh, 8 p.m. tomorrow. I'm not sure. My my legs are feeling a lot better, so I I, I might give her a go, but uh, yeah. So your 8 p.m. is my 1 a.m., so that'll be race six. Yes, that's correct. That's the uh, OTR stomping ground, I believe. It is. I actually really enjoy um, getting into the middle of the OTR ATP uh, battle that that always is. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and as to what else we have to look forward to over the, the next week, so um, we've, we've got um, the uh, Herd Winter Racing League over Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and then we have the Herd Series, which is our um, women's only category racing series, um, which is on Saturday and Sunday. Um, that is a single lap of TikTok, which will be flat and fast. Um, the Herd of Mountain Goats on Sunday and Monday is the delightful Free Sisters route with 895 metres of climbing. Um, and then on Stampedes, um, which is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, that is two laps of TikTok, um, so about 38 kilometres mm. long. Sorry, Brent. Um, <laughs> uh, I missed last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed, you missed the story of Line 8. Oh, that was a pity. Um and then bullseye on wednesday and thursday we have five laps of fan flats in richmond which is around about 27 28 kilometers long um, i think the laps are bang on 5k um i i i um i did bullseye this week um and it was absolutely disgusting um i i, I was cursing myself for falling off the front group and, and then, then i had a look at the fact that the guy that le was leading the front group was 117 kilos and whenever I looked at his power he was doing 4.2 um, turns out he averaged 3.6 at 413 watts for the entire race um, and wow. uh, there's, there's poor little me at 68 kilos <laughs> wondering why can't I hang on to this group <laughs> um, but that was really hard How, having said that um, I had a um, a really fun race at the very very back with a guy called Andrew um, we basically um, sprinted against each other at the end of each lap I won the first one and he won the second third and fourth 
and on, on the fourth one I gave it absolutely everything I hit 14.3 watts per kilo and he still beat me but James I, you started, I was watching you started late oh I I, I I thought I started the moment I saw his watts go up. <laughs> you had to start. You had to start before him. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, um, and it, it, it was a bit of a disappointing race, but I I, I think our, our little battles um, made it a lot less disappointing than it could have been, because I, I I very nearly rage rage quit after about two laps. <laughs> But what was, was the course last Wednesday, James? Um, it was four laps of seaside sprints. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be good battles. Yeah. Uh, it, it's fun coming down the last hill straight into the sprint, but um, not not my best, but um, there there was still, um, was still a nice little mini battle to be had. So, um, we move on to... What has Zwift done to annoy us this week? Let's start with you, Craig. Honestly, nothing. Um, and this is... Uh, yeah, I, I've been mostly not paying attention to Zwift um, because, well, I, I can't ride right now, or I shouldn't ride right now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of through way overdoing it ended up with a uh my my quad quad or hip flexor or something uh strained and i kept re-injuring it so i'm trying to stay off it as long long as i can in order to uh yeah not uh not turn it into something chronic as i've done before how about you brent so I'm actually going to give Zwift a little credit and say this is like things my bike did to annoy me this week because mm-hmm. you'll remember my shifter cable broke on Monday. Yep. So I actually did the Tuesday ZRL race um, in a single gear, the whole race, but I did turn down the um, uh, trainer difficulty to like, I don't know, barely anything. It was not quite at zero, but it was a little bit up. So I was, you know, through the magic of Zwift, I was able to still sort of be in a race and competitive but you know couldn't sprint to save my life um because i was you know to get over five or six hundred watts i was doing 120 rpms but so um on, on, on that note and to our audience can we just point out so brent is racing in the herd of bidets in division b1 in emea east i think yep um and Despite the fact he only had one gear, he still finished in the front group of a race. Yeah, until I got dusted on the sprint at the end. But <laughs> I was there. I was there till the end. <laughs> You're there till the end, and, and you yeah. can't really be expected to have a sprint with only one gear, unless you choose your one gear to be something absolutely ridiculous, which would have killed you for the rest of the race. Yeah. So, so anyway, and then today I was uh, chasing Thomas Fernandez and a couple other guys down the volcano into the finish. And uh, in the sprint, I, I managed to sprint my foot right out of my pedal at the finish line. I just about fell off my bike. <laughs> so, I, um, I, I've definitely managed to unclip during during a sprint, and it's 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 like this this, this feeling of like. Oh God! What just happened? Then you work out what happened. It's like, what do you do now? Yeah, thankfully it was it was literally right at the finish line, so I can't you know claim it 
cost me any time or anything, but um, it was a great it was a great finish. Great group coming down the bunch and everybody really close, hammering it through. So good fun. I lost a, I lost an HSRL race on points to uh, Cy Seymour uh, on on clipping on a sprint. So all good. So my mine is a bit of a petty party, I suppose, um, and isn't really anything that Zwift has done, um, but it's given me quite a bit of back pain. Um, my, my quads have been quite sore for the last couple of weeks, and as a result, um, my race results haven't been at the level that I would have liked, and it's given me a bit of kicking, um, a bit of a kick in confidence. Um, so. To try and counter that, um, I, I have a, um, a Word document that is entitled School of Flog um, by one, one certain previously German, but actually now Australian. Congratulations on your um, new nationality, Mark. Um, uh, so Mark, who's the captain of the Platypus, is very fond of flogging people. Um, and I, I am the next target with my... Um, school of flog training plans for the next four weeks and possibly eight so um i've decided to take a little step away from racing apart from zrl um to go and absolutely mutilate myself for four weeks to see what we can do um but sorry swift it wasn't your fault at all um probably entirely mine and my stupid what bike and the stupid seat post which ha has now been fixed by applying around about probably 10 layers of masking tape around the seat post so it will not budge for love or money um but oh that that's that's not fixing james i'm sorry <laughs> it's bodging craig <laughs> um but um for, for anyone who hasn't heard um my seat post is dropping by about six centimeters per race um which any of you who've like ridden on a bike where the seat is way too low will probably know it's actually really quite painful on the quads and I think that's had a little bit of a lingering effect on me um, so now now that my um my <laughs> my um, my my bodge appears to be holding um, hopefully we can get things back on track um, but I am in for a very very painful month Anyone else who would like to go through similar levels of pain, um, please get in touch with me or Mark, and we will more than happily allow you to join in the suffering. Um, and anyone who wants to join in my workouts, please get in touch. I would love the company. And that is it from me. Um, do we have anything else to talk about? I, I think the silence is probably quite glaring. Um, big thanks to everyone who's been listening tonight, tomorrow, whenever you choose to listen to. Um, we will be doing our live commentary stream in 20 minutes. This will probably be published afterwards. Um, but a big thanks to um, Craig and Brent for joining me again. And we hope to be heard by you next week as well. See you later. Bye. Have a great night.